Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello again and welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi and on today's show you'll meet Lorraine Hunt and Dennis Bono power couple that have been involved in Vegas dining, entertainment, and political history for over 50 years. And later, you're going to hear about great vintage Vegas attractions from author Paul Papa, whose book Discovering Vintage Las Vegas is a must for visitors. And then finally, your Vegas insider Scott Robin will talk about how NASCAR and rodeo fans annually invade Las Vegas with Vegas hotels and casinos ready to make their visit extra special. Well, when you come to Las Vegas, one of the things you want to see is the vintage days, you know, the Rat Pack eating, great food and so forth. Well, we've got a family here that just has an absolute incredible history. Bootlegger's Bistro is the restaurant name. It's been featured on Anthony Bourdain's show. Everybody that's been down here that knows about it tells everybody. But in case you haven't heard about it, you got to go and visit it. There's some great people. It's owned by Lorraine Hunt, who has been very involved in Nevada politics for years and years. And her very talented husband, Dennis Bono, who has his own radio show, goes nationwide. And it's one of those great old shows, kind of like what you heard with Merv Griffin, Mike Douglas, Johnny Carson, where they talk to people and they entertain. Just great stuff. Well, first of all, welcome. Lorraine Tell me a little bit about the history of this place, because it's got a lot of history. It certainly does have a lot of history, and oh, thank you for, for being here today, and welcome to the Bootlegger Italian Bistro. This is real Vegas. My family came to Vegas in 1943. My mother is a wonderful chef. She still is our executive chef today. She is 99 years young, and she's got amazing recipes. Comes to the, her restaurant about four days a week, oversees everything, personally trained all the cooks, and stays on top of the whole thing. She's unbelievable. Mama waited on and cooked for Howard Hughes and Bugsy Siegel, and she started all this, her and my dad, Al. Well, and growing up Italian, I can tell you, just you walk in the door and you smell that great smell. It reminded me of being a kid. And I remember watching the Bourdain show and thinking, now that's an Italian restaurant. You know, there's all this different stuff nowadays with this nouveau stuff. Oh, yeah. This is the great stuff. So it's been around for a long time. They've continued the same tradition. What would people expect? It's a big place. Tell them what kind of things they can get on the menu that maybe they can't get in other places. Well, of course, you know, our old staple, the wonderful staple of lasagna. But it's Mama Maria's lasagna. She's been serving the same lasagna since about 1949. And it's never changed. It's very different and it's unique and we sell a lot of it. Then we have the classic uh, veal parmesan, gnocchis, manicottis, all the pasta dishes. And then a lot of uh, updated things too. So we have a menu that spans like from classic Italian to contemporary Italian. It's a big menu, Steaks lots of things. Chops. Steaks and chops, yeah. you bet, Dennis. And veg and gluten-free pastas and all gluten kinds free of... Gluten-free pizza. And gluten-free pizza. <laughs> well, this sounds like it's for the entire family. Now, De- now, Dennis, you know, you joined this family. Got to be exciting. You know, you're Italian yourself, right? Coming in and uh, really picking up that tradition and really the traditional Las Vegas. Well, you know, my, I come from uh, an Italian family, an Italian background from back east, so... Uh, when Lorraine and I met, and my family and her family met, my, you know, my my dad and and uh, her dad and mom, I, they hit it off right away. It was like they knew we were in love before we knew we were in love, <laughs> and uh, and and we fulfilled their dreams and wishes by becoming a couple and getting married and carrying on a. Uh, a, a tradition of music and food and all of the passionate things that Italians are are, are passionate about. So it's uh, very special. We're going to talk about all that stuff, but just to finish up on the restaurant real quickly, 
Anthony Bourdain has it on. And all of a sudden, I'm getting calls from people. This was well before I ever planned this interview or anything. And they're going, my God, did you see that? We have to do that when we go to Vegas and that kind of thing. How important was that kind of a thing? Because I know he carries a lot of weight, and he only goes to places that, if he puts his stamp on it, it can be really helpful. Do you get a lot of people coming in going, hey, I saw that? And, uh... well, of course, from all over the world. It was an amazing thing, because they called one night on a Wednesday and said he wanted to come in and have some of our famous pork neck bones and mama's meatballs, and I thought they were kind of joking with us. And they said they were landing at the airport and bringing him in, and we didn't know any of the people. They just had heard about it, and apparently they came to the bootlegger and ate that night. Next morning, they called me and asked if they could come on Friday to interview Mama Maria and to spend some time filming. Well, we figured, hey, he's in Vegas. Once he gets to Caesar's Palace and Steve Wynn gets a hold of him and, and Sheldon Adelson at the Venetian, we'll never see him again. They'll be filming out there. But sure enough, Friday morning, they showed up with the crew and they came to the bootlegger and the Bourdain people with him. And they filmed for like 11 hours here on the premises because they loved the history of, of Las Vegas how my mother and father came here in the 40s as young Italian kids, established themselves as restaurateurs, and, and just achieved their American dream right here in, in Las Vegas. So it's real. The bootlegger's authentic. We have, we're in our fourth generation now with my son and grandson. And so it's a big Italian family for real, and, and, and it's, uh, it's just growing and growing. And it's almost like a museum here with the pictures all over the walls because they are real. Yeah, you can kind of relive some of those glory days of Vegas. And I, well, and I got to say, too, as I watched that particular show, you know, he went to a lot of these new places in town, some of where the people are going. But I think it really brought out the point that when you make a trip to Vegas, yeah, maybe you want to go to the, the hip, new, chic place down the street. But this is one of these places you don't want to ever forget. We don't want to lose that type of thing. And uh, not only the food, but the atmosphere and everything. Well, the other thing is, is, is people, you know, uh, this has become a staple, uh, not just for food and the history and the vintage Vegas, the photographs from everybody, from Margaret Thatcher to George Bush, the Frank Sinatra and everybody in between. Uh, of course, with my wife's political background as well, but uh, the entertainment background. I mean, we've had the greatest performers in his music here every single night of the week. Seven nights a week. Seven nights a week. We're open 24-7. We've had some of the legendary performers from the legendary Ruth Brown finished her career here. Great, One of the all-time great blues singers. Uh, Sonny King from the Rat Pack days and uh, Robin and the Seven Hoods and uh, so many performers. And, and Monday nights, all the young performers come in on open mic night to get exposure and, and uh you know, it's just, a, it's an amazing tradition that no other place has, and no other place has the longevity. My mother-in-law came out here in 43, made a pizza. They didn't even know what a pizza was. That's out right. <laughs> so, uh, and Howard Hughes and, and Marlena Dietrich and Sammy Davis used to come in with a, a pot and go, well, Kim, Mama, give me the sauce. I need to keep it in my suite. I mean, it's she's got more stories than anybody, but uh, it, it certainly is a uh, uh, an incredible reflection of of the glory days of Las Vegas, but it continues, and yeah. people come in to try to recapture it because uh, a lot of places don't, you know, they don't recapture the glory days. So. Absolutely, and it, w tell me the truth: there's nothing like that big pot of sauce cooking. I mean, that that was growing up to me, and that was one of the great pleasures in life. I used to start, I, I was known for instigating amongst my friends. I'd go into a place and all my cronies would be hanging out at a bar. You know, guys from back east and different, but from Philly, from New York, from Cleveland, from Boston, whatever, they'd be hanging out. I used to go in after a show and I'd just go and i say, okay, let me ask you a question. Is it sauce or is it gravy? And, and within 10 minutes, I'd have the whole bar arguing. So, you know, that's part of the tradition. Leave. And then I'd leave. I'd just instigate. The bartender, the owner would look at me and say, boy, you have this knack of doing this. Well, come on. That's what I do. I have fun. But it, it, it recaptures a, a, an era of, uh, of great importance uh, for this community. It does it with the food, it does it with the entertainment, and uh, you know, yeah, if you really... Like, it's really unique in the fact that it's kind of like an extension of our home. Uh, yeah. I, growing up as an Italian kid, we had music and food, and that's kind of what the bootlegger is, music and food, and for generations here, then with all the history of Las Vegas and the bootlegger cabaret room where our stage is, where the performers perform, 
uh, in the main dining room has become like a stepping stone to the strip for many young performers who don't really get a chance, much like Dennis's show gives them an opportunity to showcase their talent. And it's, so it's exciting for us to not only provide this old-time ambiance of the real Las Vegas, like it really was, but because it, it is real, because our family lived it, but then it, we have the entertainment portion of it that adds that other component and it's it's just it's just it's great it's so much fun and we just love it and the quality here isn't just somebody covering that music it's really oh, quality they're artists. artists they're artists they're they're really performing artists great singers have started their careers and uh wound down their careers here as well back with more from restaurateur and former nevada lieutenant governor lorraine hunt and her husband entertainer dennis bono in just a moment you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't go away. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi returns right after this. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood. And you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show, but Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? <laughs> that is the case, <laughs> yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! Oh, what a great 19 yards and a Raider touchdown to make it 22 to 3. Chester had gotten free at the 5 and was all alone in the end zone two yards in. That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have 
every week different highlights from years in the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We're back with Lorraine Hunt and Dennis Bono, who have been active in Nevada politics and entertainment, as well as running one of the best restaurants in all of Las Vegas, the Bootlegger Bistro. And in addition to wonderful, authentic Italian food, you also get to hear great entertainers from both the past and stars of the future. Right, Dennis? Every, every celebrity has been in this place and respects its tradition and how important it is uh, not only for the f- the food industry and the restaurant history, but for the entertainment industry. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we talked about politics before. Lorraine, you were the lieutenant governor of the state of Nevada. How do you get into politics from this world? And, you know, is it one of those things, is this year kind of driving you crazy? Because there's so much angst out there. Oh, it sure is. Yeah, I well, I started out as a music major and a music student, and then the daughter of restaurateurs. I used to do my homework sitting on a pizza can box in the kitchen, and then I loved music, though, and I went on to study music, went to Westlake College of Music. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I opened the Riviera Hotel, and then I opened the Landmark Hotel, and I was very, very much involved in the music business in Las Vegas and the Nevada circuit. But then my parents always had the restaurants, and I bought some real estate in Las Vegas. In about 1972, my mom and dad decided to build a new restaurant after they had gone into retirement for a short period of time. And I said, oh, I'll put a little jazz group and I'll sing in between, and I'll still work on the strip with my musical group, etc. And all lo and behold, I found myself in the restaurant business, partnering with my parents. And then we had a little... Uh, land around us and I had friends that wanted to open some stores so I built started to develop a shopping center so suddenly I found myself as the landlady and then the landlady of course had tenants coming to her uh, with problems with big bureaucratic government control and asking me about certain problems and I started interceding and my mother would be in the kitchen of our restaurant and she'd say Lorraine you go down there and you tell them down at the meeting that that's if they did that to us when we started our small business we never would have been able to open a business and how can people survive with these ridiculous laws, taxes, and all? So I, okay, mom. So I went down on behalf of our small business tenants, and before you, you know, you knew it, someone said you need to run for elected office. And so I figured, well, my son by this time was grown, and you know, out. out I said I never served in the armed services, and so I did run. I ran for Clark County Commission, and that began a, a wonderful twelve-year political career for me that I'm very, very fortunate to have experienced. Did you enjoy Carson City? or? I loved it. Okay. I loved it up there. I really did. It was. A, it is old Nevada, and it's a good place for you to go and reflect about the issues that are being decided by the Nevada State Legislature and the governor and all the elected officials. Kind of gives you a sense of balance in history, and I think it's good. It's a great you know environment. I loved it up there. Okay, and then Dennis does something really interesting, too. He does a variety show on the radio, and, you know, that's kind of different. Now, again, it's, it's something we really miss, and I think people really enjoy it. Tell us a little about the show, Dennis, and where we can hear it. Well, first of all, I came out here. Sinatra brought me out here in the 80s. Uh, his his guy, Jilly, was my manager, and um, I came out here as a singer and started working all the hotels and worked with Don Rickles, and I think I've worked everywhere. But I could see the genre of the music, the Great American Songbook, that was changing. So I needed to reinvent myself. So I, I was in Japan, came back from Japan from a tour, and said I, I came up with this idea for reinventing a sort of uh, Johnny Carson, uh, Mike Douglas, Merv Griffin variety show. And... So I said, well, I'll take a shot with it. And I had a radio station said, well, that's a good idea. We'll air it. So I said, well, I signed a six-week contract. And um, 
you know, I come out, sing a song, write a monologue, and try to get people to come on the show. The first six weeks, I said, oh, if I get through a six weeks, of this would be a miracle. And here we are in our 16th year. And it's uh, it's really caught on, and I get a chance to do what I love most, which is sing and surround myself with my celebrity friends. Uh, they come on and perform and promote what it is they're doing in town, uh, whether it's the celebrity that comes in for the weekend or the artist that I always say, the, the working artist that stirs, stirs the drink, uh, so to speak, in Las Vegas that are here all the time. Um, so it's become uh, we sell out every week. 500 people in the audience, and it gets edited and broadcast to different markets. 11 million homes across the country. It's, it's really been an amazing, enjoyable journey. Let's tell them how they can listen to it. Because if you go to your website, I think you can figure out where, how you can hear it. I'm going to have to tell you to go to my website because, I mean, we're on, I think, four times a week in Las Vegas on, on a couple of so different stations. So many different platforms. But there's so many different platforms now. It's a different thing. And we're on yeah. the CRN network out of uh, Los Angeles. And uh, that, that broadcasts on, on uh, music channels, on television. Um, and if you go to the website, plus now, you know, it's a different world. Um, you can uh, pull up uh, and listen to it on the computer. I, I have audience uh, listeners In Beijing. From, from Beijing and from <laughs> Germany that write every week that listen to it on their computer. You can actually pull up any show you want. It's a different world to me. I barely can use my phone. Is it DennisBonoShow.com no, or it's, Dennis yeah. Bono? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's the, Dennis, it's the DennisBonoShow.com. Uh, or if you just look up DennisBono.com, it'll lead you to how you can do it and what stations you can listen to, depending on where you are. And he posts pictures every, every oh, week yeah. of it's all the celebrities, a, yeah, it's, and it's there's a Facebook page, lots of I interesting... I barely, you know, I know how to use my phone. <laughs> and, and I have to, I have a 12-year-old granddaughter who knows yeah. how to do this better than I do. Thank <laughs> God I surround myself with very talented, technologically sharp people who know how to do all this stuff. My job is to go out and do the show, and I leave it up to them to, to do what, work the magic and make sure it's broadcast where it's supposed to be going. So. No, I understand that. I had to learn social media or you get out of the business. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite line, I, you know, I told my granddaughter was listening to me, and I said, are you kidding me? I don't even know how to program my VCR. And she went, oh, my God, you have a VCR? <laughs> so that shows you how time has passed me by. So my job is to perform, and they record it, and then we edit it, and it gets uploaded and broadcast to radio stations and uh, throughout the country. So It's a great website, too, and you can figure out when you come out here, you can go watch one of these shows, be yeah. recorded. It's a lot of fun. And let's also tell them about the restaurant. So I know people, you know, they can, they can actually see even on your website, you got a great website that even you can see that piece in case you missed it with Anthony Bourdain. There's a lot of great, a lot of great history on there. What's that website? That's bootleggerlasvegas.com. Bootleggerlasvegas.com. That sounds great. Hey, thank you both for being there. Really enjoyed it, and we'll come out and see you again. Thank you. It's, it's been great, fun. Great to have you with us. Uh, I hope you enjoy the evening here. In just a moment, you'll learn how to find more places like the Bootlegger Bistro. You'll hear from author Paul Papa, who will tell us where to find vintage restaurants, stores, hotels, and more. And just one more thing. I want to hear from you. Please write me and tell me what things you want us to dig into. I see all sorts of conversations all over the internet about favorite places to go, things you're wondering about, and so forth. Well, let us know, and we'll go check it out for you and get back to you. You can reach me at Stephen at VegasNeverSleeps.com. That's Stephen with a V at VegasNeverSleeps.com. And also remember that we're all over social media. We're on Facebook at Vegas Never Sleeps. And we're at Twitter, at Vegas Never Sleep. So either way, contact us. We want to meet you and talk with you. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi continues following these brief messages. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? 
That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Football is coming to Vegas. I felt that one way up here. And your home for all things Raiders is RaiderHistorian.com. Visit RaiderHistorian.com for a look at the game, the philosophy, and the personalities that have made the Raiders one of the most storied franchises in sports. The dynasty is at RaiderHistorian.com. Just win, baby. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? bridesmaids dresses for Lindsay's wedding oh no tell me they're not fuchsia oh they're not fuchsia then what oh they're gaudy aren't they all ruffles and lace (laughs) great we'll look like a chorus line no 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 they're really quite simple it's the material i'm most concerned about oh i knew it i specifically said no chiffon i mean it's so passe i just don't think it's not chiffon then what they're made out of old yellow pages what i didn't catch that it sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages yep I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. That's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Well, does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Does your company need an entertaining and informative on-hold message? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. That's why thousands turn to the pros at Black Eagle Sound Design. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. At Black Eagle Sound Design, you get Hall of Fame professionalism, royalty-free music, and a 100% buyout, meaning the commercials are yours to do with as you please. See website for details. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. It's time you worked with the best, and Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. I'm Adele Poole, one of the many talents you'll hear at Black Eagle Sound Design. Visit us at BESD.US. Black Eagle Sound Design, because the voice you choose matters. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Well, you know, on this show, we talk a lot about old Las Vegas, not just what's happening right now, but what happened in the past. And if you're like I am and you're interested in that, there is a must-have book. It's called Vintage Las Vegas. It's written by Paul Papa, who's with us today to talk a little about that. And, Paul, what gave you the idea to write a book like this? I think it's it's a wonderful thing because I think a lot of people come here and kind of miss some of that, some of the excitement and so forth that were around here decades ago. Well, yes, absolutely. Um, First of all, thank you for having me on. And, um, you know, I've always tried to get people to see a different side of Las Vegas. Um, We've got the strip and the gambling and all that's really nice. And I know that's why people come here. But Vegas has so much more personality than that. And I always try to get people to see a different side. So anytime I have an opportunity to show that other side of Las Vegas, boy, I jump right on it. You know, what's great about that, too, is 
downtown is changing, and I think it, it's kind of coming back. And what's great is you have a lot of things in downtown. So if you want to go down there and kind of get into some of the new stuff, there's also a lot of that vintage stuff. Was that one of the ideas? Because like you just mentioned about the Strip, and I get the idea that everybody kind of has their favorite places there, but there's a lot of these spots they simply don't know about. Yeah, there, there is a whole lot of spots that people don't know about. People don't realize that Fremont Street used to be the main street. And be, there weren't casinos allowed there. And that's where all the businesses were. And then the casinos kind of took over. And Charleston then became, became the main street. Um, I tried to stay away from, in the book, a lot of the casinos. But then there was just some things that you had to put in there. You know, like the El Cortez being downtown. You really can't write without talking about that wonderful little place that is really a bastion of Vinci's Las Vegas still today. You know, there was a time where... Downtown was just kind of a mess. There was a lot of decaying hotels and that sort of stuff. But I think kind of the renewal brings about some of the stuff is still there. And now it's better than ever because now you're doing it in a place that you can be there for a host of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can go downtown and walk down there and be safe now. Where before you used to have to worry about homeless people or if you get a block off of Fremont Street, you could be in trouble. But that's really not the case anymore. And the nice thing about it is the people that are going there aren't just looking at building stuff they're looking at how they can use what's existing and kind of honor the tradition and 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 move it forward at the same time well in this book it is it's not just about downtown you talk about things on the strip you talk about things that are out of the strip I don't normally say this, but the first place to look at this book is to go to the very back, a really useful appendix, broken up into a number of different uh, things, whether it's geographic or what the topic is. Was that something, I, I mean, for a book that doesn't look like your typical travel guide, it really makes it really simple. People can go right to what they want. Well, you know, I, I had an interview once, and a lady reviewed the book, and she said that the book struggles between history and a travel guide. And I thought, well, you didn't get the book because it it's, doesn't struggle at all. It's meant to be both. It's meant to give you a place or, or, or to give you some information to go visit these places. You know, I wanted you to go to these places. I didn't include anything in there that you couldn't go to because I wanted you to go see them. But at the same time, I wanted to tell you about it. So I wanted to give you different ways to navigate the town and see how to get there and then go visit these places. Well, absolutely. And I think one of these things is you have to read this, and they're all very readable sections. It's one of those great books that, you know, you can put somewhere, pick it up anywhere, and just enjoy it. But there were some things, and I'm trying to remember exactly, some of the things that caught me, for example, like the hotel that was out by uh, Boulder Dam. I had no idea, and there's an amazing history to that. Oh, yeah, the Boulder Dam Hotel. One of my favorite, favorite places in all of It's not technically in Las Vegas. I kind of pushed the boundaries a little bit there and put you in Boulder City. But that was the first hotel in Boulder City, and Boulder City was a town that was built only to build the dam. It was expected to go away after the dam was done, and it didn't. And this hotel has had a rich history. It, it's been abandoned, it was caught on fire a couple times, it was almost demolished, and then somebody came in and bought it, and now it's a functioning hotel with original furniture being brought back. I think that was one of my favorite stories. The original furniture would just show up. And they'd put it back in the rooms. And so now you can go back to see what it was like to live at that time in those rooms. And they're not expensive. It's not like you're paying four or $500 for a room. Most of them are like 80 90 bucks a night. It's really wonderful. No, and the history of that is great because I think there's a lot of people that love these classic hotels. And, you know, despite, you know, everybody loves the uh, opulence of places like the Venetian or Caesar's Palace, there is something where you can put yourself back there. And I think it was a smart move because a lot of people, and that's always been the joke, well, who goes and sees Hoover Dam? Well, you did, and I think everybody does. Somewhat. So that's really important. Was that something to you try to cover that? So I got the idea that this was sort of written for somebody it could be really interesting for people that have lived here and just don't know about it, but also really good for somebody who's making that first trip out here. Yeah, again, I, I wanted to show you a different side of Las Vegas. So you can come for the glitz and the glamour and spend some money and you know support our economy, and I'm all happy for that. But at the same time, there's so much more to see. Las Vegas is a town that's that's just over 100 years old, but it's so rich in history. It's crammed so much in that 100 years that... You know, it's really worth learning about, and that's what I tried to do. More with Paul Papa in a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Stick around. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi continues following these brief messages. I got rhythm. I got music. I got my gal who could ask for anything more. 
You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. Visit us at BESD.US. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are chatting with Paul Papa, author of Discovering Vintage Las Vegas, which lists fascinating places around town that tell the story of old-time Las Vegas. For example, I love the thing on the Young Electric Sign Company. I mean, everybody knows there was all these lights, but now you can find out how and who was doing it. Yeah, that was one of my favorite interviews, actually. Um... Uh, Mr. Young, who is uh, the son of, well, the grandson of the guy who started the Young Electric Sign Company, flew in from Utah to do an interview with me. I was very honored that he did that. But he told me he took me on a tour of the facility and showed me all of their stuff and what they do. And, you know, they were real innovators in neon lighting, and people don't realize that. Most of these wonderful neon signs that you see around the United States were, were created by the Young Electric Sign Company. 
And then you also, I believe, talk about the museum of neon on the Neon Museum. And again, another one of those places that only would be in Las Vegas. Yeah, one of my favorite things in the world. You know, the museum almost started by accident. The, the p places would close down because one of the bad sides of Las Vegas is we change our buildings like most people change their clothes. And we tend to blow up our history, which is not the best thing. But the signs stay and people don't know what to do with these signs, and they just started donating them to this organization that wanted to preserve them, and it got bigger and bigger and turned into a museum, and now people pay to restore the signs, and they're putting them back out on the strip, and, um, and it's just wonderful, yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of restaurant reviews and, and stories about these restaurants, and I think that's really worth the time you can pick out based on the kind of food you like or what you're looking for. But I'll just give you one story I had, uh, was at Battaglia's, I read about it for the first time, and uh, or I'm sorry, I'm saying Batista's, Batista's hole in the wall. And I've driven by that a number of times. I always wondered, and it was exactly what you described. And it's one of those things, you know, I may never go there again, but it was a great fun experience. And, and it was really good. And I'm very, I'm, I might go there too. But it's just one of those things that you should at least go once. And it seems to me you must have had a blast with this because all these restaurants that you talk about do some things either the same way we don't, that nobody else does them anymore. Or, you know, they're specifically famous for one or two things. Yeah, and Batista's really one of those. Um, I know Mr. Batista, um, having met him in different areas, and, and his story is fascinating. But he built this really eclectic restaurant that's just off the strip. You don't even realize it's there unless somebody tells it to you. All the locals know how to go and, and where it is. But you... It is one of those things where you have to experience it. It's not just for the food. It's for all that stuff that's on the wall. I mean, it's history right there on the wall in front of you. Yeah, it's just a great place. Yeah, and I think it's one of those places you're going to go back and tell your friends, that, hey, when you go there, you got to do this. Another thing, Las Vegas, particularly several decades ago, was really famous we have a section called Love and Loathing, you know, whether it was divorces and marriages. You talk about a number of these chapels, and again, really fascinating stuff that – it's more than just a oh, quickie, quickie marriages. Go visit a couple of these places. Were there, were there anything that surprised you with some of these spots? You know, the Little White Wedding Chapel, I think, surprised me the most. The lady bought that without any money. <laughs> she, she put in a bid and had, had no money, had no way of supporting the bid. She won it, and now she thought, well, now i got to figure out how to get the money to pay for this bid. And she actually lived in the house while she ran it as a wedding chapel. And if you go there, it's tiny. I mean, it's, it's a great place. You know, they, they do a nice job, but it's tiny. And if you think of, wow, this is where my living room used to be and this is where my kitchen was, um, it, it's amazing that she was able to raise three kids there and run a chapel. And now, of course, she's bought all these, you know, the land around her and it's grown. But it's just kind of neat to hear those success stories. And she's still there. You can still get married by her today. Yeah, and it, it's sort of the story of Las Vegas in the sense that it's a place where you take a risk, and sometimes they work out incredibly, sometimes they don't. You know, everybody, too, Paul, wants to come back with souvenirs, and instead of going to the hotel gift shops and that kind of thing, if you want to try something a little different, you have a number of antique stores, places, rather, that sell these type of things. They're a trip in themselves, you know, to go and see that, but you really can find something a little bit different. Yeah, and one of those best places for that is Las Vegas. Um, you find things in there that you can't find. For example, and you're not going to find this because I bought it. <laughs> um, I worked at the Sands, and I was in there, and I saw a menu for the Sands, and the address of the menu was Highway 90, and that's what that used to be. Now it's Las Vegas Boulevard. It's 3955 Las Vegas Boulevard, but that menu had its original address on there. I snatched that thing up right away. So you can find places like that. You can find chips of casinos that aren't there anymore or, or napkins or plates or all sorts of different things that you just can't find in other places. And finally, you, you talk about, it's great, there's bakeries, barbershops, just really fascinating stuff. But I think the section on casinos, the casinos that you covered, have particularly long histories that while they're still around, it may not be the same thing. And it seems that you struck a accord in the sense that you can see some of that and you can also see the way they've had to change with the times as well. Yeah, I think uh, the Flamingo is probably the best example of that. You go look at the Flamingo now, it looks nothing like it was before, but they still have that statue dedicated to Bugsy Siegel. It's still in the garden. You can still go visit it. It's still there honoring their roots of, of basically the mobster who, who made it so that they could exist. And then you have other places like the El Cortez, which we mentioned earlier, that 
while it's while it's going forward, it's still honoring that history. It's on its walls, the way it does business, but it's still updating itself. And but it still has that old neon sign, the El Cortez Hotel sign, right on top. And that's kind of a cool thing I found uh, coming to Vegas now several times and just staying in different places. You can get a really different feel depending on where you're at. And some of these places here might be a good place to stay just to, to get a different feel and a different ambiance. Yeah, you know, I kind of was hoping that if you'd been to Vegas 20 or 30 or 40 times and, you know, you, you don't want the same Vegas experience. There's places to go that are just wonderful to be, and you'll, you'll see a whole completely different side and a whole different ambiance. And like you said, maybe see Vegas in a different light than you've normally seen it. Okay, well, the book is Vintage Las Vegas by Paul Papa. It's a guide to the city's timeless shops, restaurants, casinos, and more. It's a great book. Uh, Paul, I assume you can get that anywhere if you just go to Amazon or that kind of thing. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's available in a lot of places in Las Vegas, so you just have to fly here and, <laughs> and go to some of those places. But, yeah, of course, on Amazon is the best place to get it. Yeah, and if you forget and then you come in. We'll grab it. Absolutely. Now, Paul, I know you're, you're a regular writer. What have you got going on right now? Anything new we well, can wait for? You talked about that book about that uh, Boulder City Hotel. I'm actually writing a book about Boulder City because it's just a fascinating little town. It should have dried up and gone away, and it, and it never did. And it's just a fascinating story of a town that was supposed to last for five years. Back in just a moment with more, including your Vegas insider. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't go anywhere. anywhere. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi returns right after this. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hell. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hell. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background, but actually we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Football is coming to Vegas. 
I felt that one way up here. And your home for all things Raiders is RaiderHistorian.com. Visit RaiderHistorian.com for a look at the game, the philosophy, and the personalities that have made the Raiders one of the most storied franchises in sports. The dynasty is at RaiderHistorian.com. Just win, baby. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Paul Papa, final question. What makes Vegas special? You can't find a clock. The floors are busy so that you'll look up at the slot machines. And everybody wonders, well, why is it so hard to navigate? Well, that's on purpose. You're supposed to intentionally get lost when you're in there so that you'll stay in play. They don't give you easy routes in, and easy, easy routes in, but not easy routes out. Thanks for joining us today. Really enjoyed it. And let's get you back on as soon as that book's ready to come out. We'd love to talk about that as well. Oh, I would love that also. Thank you very much for having me. Time now for a visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. I'm hearing that NASCAR is a big deal when it comes to Las Vegas. It, do a lot of people come from all over the area? What's what's the deal? And is it a different type of crowd than uh, maybe the rodeo crowd or what have you? Well, it is. And one of the reasons that Vegas has become a big NASCAR event place and a big rodeo place is because of the slowness of the season. So Vegas is very creative about filling up the rooms that are typically empty at this time of year. So suddenly the rodeo is a big deal and NASCAR is a big deal. It's very, uh, it is a dramatic shift in the, the, the feeling in the casinos, in the hotels, because NASCAR has a certain audience and the rodeo, the NFR crowd, they, they bring a different kind of feel to the places that the regulars kind of know and love. And the great thing about it is both of those crowds are very polite <laughs> and they spend quite a bit of money. They're, for whatever reason, it is a good time in Vegas because the rooms fill up, the casinos fill up, the restaurants fill up. It, it's a it's a very interesting, each of those subcultures, they have their own garb. You walk into a casino and you can see it right away. There's tons of cowboy hats. There's tons of those jackets that the NASCAR's, NASCAR folks wear. It's great. And Vegas loves it because otherwise those rooms would be empty. It is uh, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway becomes kind of the, the, uh, the center of the universe during the NASCAR season and uh, the rodeo folks as well. Everybody puts on special events. All the music changes. Like when you walk through the casino, suddenly you're in country on the on the PA. And if you're walking downtown, you'll hear it on the speakers as well. It's a it is a fun time. The casinos love it. They absolutely love it because they're a very polite, for whatever reason, very polite crowd. It is a uh, they are very enthusiastic enthusiastic about their sport a lot of the casinos will have special autograph signings and things with either the drivers or the or the rodeo folks they're kind of celebrities in their own world i couldn't tell you the name of a celebrity rodeo you know a bronc rider but the people that follow that are absolutely into it thanks for joining us this week see you next time and remember vegas never sleeps We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have 
every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com.